fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. And I just want to share with you my reflections and uh, what the Bible talks about. And as we go back to meeting again, we must not forget the primary fundamentals why we gather together. This is very, very important. You know, this kind of period where we have been just off church is to be like a reset for all of us to actually give attention to what is important. Different way, you know. When we have this kind of event taking place and we are called to a kind of a scratching heart, it's time to reflect and ask ourselves how are we feeling and how do we go on? You know, I feel like over the years we have taken church for granted and we do whatever we like with it. We use it and abuse it and then we kind of just go on and don't feel that it's important to uh, really reassess what we are doing. So we're going to spend some time reflecting about gatherings of the church and then talk about how to live together and move on with God. And don't forget that the church is not about ourselves. It's not, first of all, a social gathering or a business organization. It's not that at all. The church is primarily a divine thing. It was out of Christ. It said in Matthew 16, verse 19, On this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell will not prevail over it. That is very, very important. And I would like you to see that and believe that and follow that. That's what we need to look at as we talk together over this matter. When Jesus said that he would build his church on the rock and the gate of hell will not prevail it, he knew what he was saying. He knew that hell will raise all kinds of barriers, but the church will always prevail. And then the last couple of months, we've seen the church prevailing even when we didn't have the Sunday gatherings or the former gatherings as we used to do. And as we're going back to gathering again, we need to remember that the church is Jesus Christ's own. And he said, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail. The church is not the building, it's not the physical structure, it's God's people. Of course, we need buildings where to meet together and gather and have that. They've had gathering together from the inception of the church. We're going to see that in a few minutes. But first of all, Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not our church. It's not pastor's church. It's Jesus' church. Jesus owns the church. And he said, the gate of hell will not prevail. Praise God. Because there's enough supernatural power in the Holy Spirit given by Jesus to sustain the church and keep it going. And of course, there'll be time when things are hard and harsh times, but at the same time, we'll bring the times of refreshing. And I believe that the times of refreshing are coming upon us. And we need to repent. The Bible says repent, and therefore the times of refreshing will come upon you. The word repent doesn't only mean just somebody bad. It means to just change the way we think over a matter or issues. So we're going to look at some fundamental issues about the church and then consider them and apply them to our lives so that as we get together again, our gathering will not be just to 
wonders, but to make us better. You know, the early church, the church in Corinth, they were meeting together, and their coming together was not doing them so much good. Paul was saying so, and he said they, they, when they came together, it was not to do them good. <laughs> you know, in, let's look at chapter uh, 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. It said, Now in giving this instruction, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. So we should not be getting worse when we come together. We should be getting better. So as we come together again, we're having gatherings again, don't forget this direction that you should get better spiritually and every other way. That's the reason for the church. Christ said, I've come that you might have life and I have it more abundantly. It's not just to have a religious kind of thing going on and then we just, you know, turn to social gathering and just only for ceremonies and stuff and interaction and for getting business. No, primarily church is for Jesus Christ. Other things will take place, but primarily we must not forget where we gather together. Remember Jacob, he slept in the place and then God in the night gave him a dream and when he woke up in the morning, he became afraid and said, this is the house of God, this is the gate of heaven. I didn't know it. So don't forget that when we come to gather again, it's not just our physical gathering, social interaction, it's not just a social event, meeting a kind of an event all. It is actually the gate of heaven. It's actually the house of God. So don't forget that as we get together again. And that's important for us to remember. Now let's go back and look at the early church and uh, how they began to have services. Now, the early church, they were following Jesus before Jesus died and these apostles then after he died, he asked them to stay back in Jerusalem and not to go anywhere. And then uh, some days after, something happened on the day of Pentecost. Let's read it. Chapter 2, the book of Acts, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the first church. This is the first coming together. Hallelujah. You know, they were together in one place, and then there was this sound from heaven. So let's not forget that sound from heaven every time we meet together. Of course, there's microphone, there's speakers, but the sun, there is sun from heaven. And we must let heaven speak to us. We must let, you know that heaven prevails. Heaven, heaven is over the earth. Even with all the stuff going on the earth today, heaven prevails. Heaven is powerful. As we gather, yeah, we take precautions, but we are open to heaven. Heaven is what we are listening to. Heaven is where we come to worship. We come to meet the Lord. Not just another person, not like ceremony, we have to be you know, wary of what will happen to us. Yes, we heard about the virus out there, but we know that the Lord is present in our midst and he knows how to tidy up our lives. He knows what to do with it. Don't just come like ordinary persons coming to church just to attend. That's when they'll be afraid for you that you may catch the virus. But when you come with the heart that you're coming to meet your father, you're coming to meet the Lord, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh, that makes all the difference in the world. See, that first meeting of the church, the sun from heaven and the fire of God, the Holy Spirit was present. So let's remember that we are coming to the sand of heaven. We are coming to the atmosphere of fire from heaven. And we are coming to meet the 
powerful, mighty wind of God, the Spirit of God. And together, we're going to move on and we're going to see God over. See, that fire divided upon each one of them, it rested upon each person. So as we come, you don't just kind of come to come and attend something. You are taking something. You are, you are receiving something. Something is entering into you. Something is taking you over. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we gather, these are my reflections, that as we come together, the fire of God, the wind of God, the sun from heaven will come and attend to us and meet us at a point of need and change us and transform us. That's the difference. Praise God. Our coming together should actually even make us better, spiritually, health-wise, financial-wise, because when God is present, remember God said something very interesting in 23rd Exodus when he was talking to the house of Israel, and he told them, he said, when they come to worship, they will actually see the blessing of the Lord. Let me read from another Bible that is not New King James. That's that's from uh, another Bible. It's called uh, HCSB. He was talking about uh, worshiping the Lord, 23rd Exodus, verse 25. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God, and he will bless your food and your drink, and he will remove sicknesses from your midst. Oh, glory to God. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God, and he will bless your food and your water. Did you hear that? Worship the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will remove sicknesses or illnesses from you. I will remove sickness. So whatever the world is battling with, we are coming to worship the Lord. And he will bless our bread and bless our water. And he will remove from our midst sicknesses and diseases. Praise God. That's the kind of God we worship. Let's talk more about my reflections about church gathering. So the early church gathered together and they were having a beautiful time. And that first meeting was attended by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> by the power from the sun from heaven. And we're going to hear that sound again. Let's, 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 let's look at uh, uh, more about what happened that day. You know, that day when that sun went, people came from all over town, and then they came and Peter preached, and the essence of his preaching was about Jesus Christ. It's about Jesus. Now, let, let, let's, let's get into it. And, and, and he was summarizing his message. This is what he said. In, when he finished preaching to them on the day of Pentecost, when the church began, he said this in verse 36. Acts 2. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. So he announced Jesus, crucified Jesus. Now he's now the Lord and the anointed one. He's anointed to make us his people. He's anointed to save us. He's anointed and he's the Lord of the universe. He's the highest authority in heaven and on earth. So that's what Peter announced. As we come together again, don't forget we are coming around the crucified master, the crucified savior, Jesus Christ. And he's the Lord. He rules over all. And we must come with that awareness that this is his house. This is his place. And we need to hold fast that confidence. You know, the book of Hebrews 3, it says that when we hold fast this confidence, then we are part of his house. Don't just come in like Many people used to do before the pandemic. They would come in on seriously. They just sit down and just think of what they're going to talk to. They don't participate fully in the service. And that's an indictment against them. That, that's, going, that, that's going to affect them negatively. So it's time, after we have been reset, after all these weeks and months, we need to start saying, oh, whatever you have that you lose, you will know the value of it. And we've lost it temporarily, our gatherings, and now we're getting back together again. We need to begin to really fully utilize 
what we have on the ground and it's important. Now, let's look at what happened. When Peter said that to them, that seventh verse is, now when they heard this, they were caught to the earth and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So they got the same Holy Spirit because they repented for the promises for you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. So this is a called people. We are called to be saved. We are called to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you are part of us. Can I ask you a question? Are you saved? Have you received the Holy Spirit? That will give you your uh, legitimacy in the church. The Jesus Christ's salvation and the power of the Holy Spirit. And these people, they, 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 they listen to Peter preach and when he finished preaching, something happened. Look at verse 40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Wow. So when you actually come to church, you are saying, you are distancing yourself from the word. You know, today the word spiritual distancing is used. But it's also spiritual distancing that you are saying you are not part of that system anymore. That perverse generation out there. You know, I also feel that all this trouble we have in the world is actually the sins of this world erupting into all these calamities and troubles. And as we separate ourselves from this system of the world and we say we belong to God and we live a life that is worthy of Jesus Christ, we'll be saved from this perverse generation. Now listen to verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So on that day, the first day of the church gathering, 3,000 were added and they received the word of God and were baptized. Now listen now. Those that joined received the word of God. Just didn't like the place, or just enjoy the atmosphere and just come around. No, it was the word that drew them. They were convicted by the word and they received the word. Let's not forget that. You don't just come to church just to come and entertain yourself and enjoy yourself and meet friends and do some business connections. You are in church to walk with God, know Jesus, and receive his word. Let's look at what the early church did. We are remembering remembering again and we are refreshing our knowledge about church gatherings. Let's look at what that first church did. Listen to this. Let's read from verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, divided them according among, among the need. Now listen now, verse 46. So continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, those who have been saved. Now, go back to verse 42. I was talking about the continuous steadfastly. You know, there are this, before the pandemic, there's this sloppiness in the church. People just do whatever they like. They come to church, they don't hear the word of God. They just, you have to be battling with them to listen and attend. But now, let's take this in serious. You know, I'm not professing another pandemic again, but, but, but look here, let's get this thing serious and work with God. And put our life together, I said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. See, the first thing that the church was committed to was the word of God. <clears throat> they were hearing the apostles preaching, teaching. So when you come back to church, when we gather again, please listen attentively. If you don't listen to the word of God, if you don't hear the word of God, you have no other route of escape. In fact, the book of Hebrews told us that we must pay honest attention. Listen to this. Hebrews 2 verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more honest heed of the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word, 
spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so a great salvation which is first began to be spoken? So this is being spoken. And if you don't take him to it, how shall we escape? All the trouble in the world today, how shall we escape? So we have to pay attention to the word of God and listen to the word of God and follow through on the word of God. So number one, the early church, when they gathered, they listened attentively to the word of God. Second, they fellowshiped. They, they were interacting, they were sharing, they were taking care of themselves and praying. And then the Bible said they were breaking up bread. They were remembering Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection by breaking bread. And they were also in prayer. They were talking to God. You know, church is not, first of all, talking to ourselves. Church, first of all, is listening to God and then talking to one another and then remembering Jesus, sharing fellowship and remembering Jesus that his death and burial and resurrection is giving us this standing today. And then we can now lift up our voice and pray to God. You know, we've got all these things all jammed up in their priorities. He said, first of all, you listen to my word. Second, you fellowship. Then third, you break bread. And then fourth, you pray. Which, no, 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 prayer is even on the last line over there. You have no right to talk to God if you have never listened to God. Just like your parent. I mean, if you don't listen to your parents, you go to them, ask for something, they will not listen to you. So it's time to see that the word of God is important in church. And then we can have miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders, they are simply God confirming his word. And if you don't have his word in your life, there's no way he can confirm things to happen in your life. You see, those who are believing, they were together, they were sharing, they were saying that they, they, whatever they, they need. And, you know, we saw the, this happening in the church during the, the, the pandemic and the lockdown. People were sharing, we were distributing food, food stuff, and people were, you know, we, we, God just helped all of us. It was really great. For me, personally, what I enjoyed most was that we were becoming involved in each other's needs and then one another's life, and then we were touching, helping. So even when there was no gathering, fellowship was going on. Praise God. Hallelujah. We doing all that we can and then we were having beautiful time together and so let's get back to church again and let's not go back to that like Adaska unattentive way of doing church with short span of attention we're going to come to church with all attention knowing that this is precious this is valuable and we need to be in God's presence don't forget that and what will be our reward the Bible said that we're going to be praising God we're going to be praising God we're going to be lifting up God so Worship the Lord your God, and He bless your bread and your water, and I'll remove sinners from your midst. So as you praise God, look at verse 7, Act 2, verse 7. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who have been saved. So we're going to start praising God, and the Lord will be giving us favor. Favor that will make everything we've lost to be regained again. Hallelujah. He's going to be the God of breakthrough for us. So as we begin to praise Him, as we listen to His word, and we are praising Him, he begin to restore favor to us again. And we're going to see his hand again. And things are going to get better. Good times are ahead of us from the presence of the Lord. A refreshing moment. God is going to touch our lives and going to make our lives greater than whatever has happened. Remember Job? When the devil attacked Job, after God came back to deliver him, he had twice of what he had lost. I'm prophesying that you're going to have twice whatever you have lost in the name of Jesus. So let's get back into gathering and be serious about it. Be expecting that God, by this time next year, will have every cause to look back and thank God that we came this way and has blessed us this far. Praise God. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.